welcome to the Money Wise Women Show, brought to you by MoneyMorphosis.com. Are you ready to be inspired to upgrade your financial skills? Listen to feminine leaders sharing practical advice and valuable insights. Shift your money mindset, improve communication skills, and learn financial management tips. Although we do not provide investment advice, you can check out MoneyMorphosis.com. That's money M-O-R-P-H-O-S-I-S.com to find simple ways to boost your true wealth. Welcome to the show. This is Crystal Arnold, your hostess and founder of Money Wise Women. And ah, just inviting everyone to really... Um, you know, you are here because of a curiosity into your own relationship with money. And perhaps you sense that things are uh, changing in the world around women's uh, roles of, of power and influence, as well as our uh, individual relationships with money and I have um, have just seen again and again more and more women stepping into their power speaking out about taboo subjects um, including um, including money and really getting real with uh, some of these topics that can be really challenging to discuss and when that happens, I've seen incredible empowerment and people really have a feeling that they're not alone in their money struggles and that they are really having the, the support and the information and the courage to ask for what they need uh, to really become more prosperous and empowered with their businesses and in their communities and families. And um, so our guest today, Barbara Stanny, is has truly been a pioneer for um, many decades now. And she was talking about women and money way back before many people were. And so I really admire her work and all that she has published and um, just see her as, as a guiding light that she really had the, the foresight to bring forth uh, so much healing for many, many people and women in particular around the well, realms of money. So it really is a true honor to have her on as our guest today. And so I'll tell you a little bit more about um, Barbara Stanny now. Her first book was called Prince Charming Isn't Coming, and it grew out of her interviews with financially savvy women. And then her next two books were Secrets of Six-Figure Women and Overcoming Under-Earning. So she was really focusing on helping women go from financial survival to financial stability. And her focus today is helping women move from stability to affluence with her new book, Sacred Success, A Course in Financial Miracles. And she also wrote Breaking Through, Getting Past the Stuck Points, and Finding a Financial Advisor that You Can Trust. So as you can imagine, Barbara is a wealth of um, wisdom and uh, insight into people's relationship with money. She works with people as a private coach, and she often does uh, four-day retreats 
um, rewire mind training for wealth building. I just love that, uh, love that title and would love to talk more about that topic. Um, <clears throat> and she also has a teleclass called One Year to Wealth, Becoming a Savvy Investor. Uh, so we'll hear more about her background in a, in a moment, but her, in her past, you know, she really had a strong background in business, years of a journalist, um, a master's degree in psychology. And so her extensive research, as well as her personal experience with money, really gives her a unique perspective and makes her um, the foremost expert on women's financial issues. And uh, she's um, appeared on a number of um, of mainstream television shows, the New York Times and um, NPR, PBS. And if you're curious to check out her work, um, go to barbarastanny.com to learn more. So uh, thank you so much for being with us here today, Barbara. Um, I'd like to begin by hearing a little bit more about your your background and your own money story and what brought you to doing this work. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, good. I want to thank you for that lovely introduction. That was very sweet. Um, I, I, uh, I never thought I'd be doing this at all, talking about money. I grew up in a wealthy family. My father was the R of H&R Block. And the only advice he ever gave me about money was don't worry. <laughs> because under that was the spoken, unspoken assumption there will always be a man to take care of you. And I thought that was great advice. I didn't understand money. I just wanted to spend it. And indeed, I married a man who was a lawyer. Then he worked, went to work for Block. And then he became a stockbroker. So it was perfect, right? Well, I found out very early in my marriage that he was a compulsive gambler mm. and every year several times a year i find out he was gambling my money my inheritance and you know something i continue to let him manage it i continue to let him manage all the money pay my bills do the investments because that's how terrified and intimidated i was by anything financial and mm. it was finally after 15 years of marriage we got a divorce. But even after our divorce, I decided money is not my thing. I do not want to deal with money. Well, I have this theory that if you, you don't deal with your money, your money will deal with you. And in the next year, I got tax bills for over a million dollars, actually almost two million, for back hmm. taxes he didn't pay, for illegal deals he got us in. And my signature was on everything. My ex had left the country. I did not have a million dollars, not even close to it. And my father wouldn't lend me the money. And that's when I knew. I had three daughters. One was just a baby. I was not going to raise those girls on the street. I knew, I knew, I knew I had to get smart. So what happened is I, I hired these really pit bull lawyers who got the tax bills down. So the money that I had left, I sold the stock that was left and it could pay for that. But I knew if I didn't get smart, if I didn't, I would, there would be more tax bills. There would be something. And so uh, I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know what I was going to do. But I believe, I really, 
truly believe that when you are committed, like down to your toes committed, like no back door, the universe will evolve, will evolve to help you reach your goal. And I was a... Um, I was a journalist, and I was writing for the San Francisco Business Times. And I got hired for a freelance project to interview women who were smart about money. Hmm. And those interviews, Crystal, they changed my life. I not only got smart about money, and that was some 25, 30 years ago. I not only got smart about money, but I ended up writing my first book, When Storming Isn't Coming, How Women Get Smart About Money. And so suddenly I had this whole new career doing financial education for women traveling all over the country, but I couldn't make money. (laughs) And no matter how hard I worked, and I worked really hard, you can ask my kids, I couldn't make money. So I started interviewing women who made a lot of money, and I made six figures before I even finished writing my second book, Secrets of Six-Figure Women. Hmm. Then I wanted to see if I could teach others what I had learned, and I... um, created workshops called Overcoming Under Earning, and that's when I um, came out with my third book. And then my fourth book, my latest book, is called Sacred Success, A Course in Financial Miracles. So that's that's my story. Wow, I got goosebumps as you were sharing that, and, and the dark night of the soul of of having those three young children. I'm a mother myself, so I can um, just imagine that uh, that motivation to to provide a better life and demonstrate for them what um, an empowered, uh, financially successful woman uh, was. That's quite a story, Barbara. Wow, thank you for sharing. Um, I'm curious because you've... um, You've been at this for so long. What changes have you seen over the past few decades about women's role with money? And are we becoming more empowered? What are, how are things changing? So here's what I've noticed. When I first started writing my Prince Charming book, I got an agent, and she said, I really like this proposal but I don't think anyone's going to buy it because women don't want to read about money. They're not interested. Mm. And sure enough, 14 out of 15 publishers turned me down. Thank you, Penguin, for believing in me. The difference between then and now is that women know they need to get smart. They really know. And I think what really did it, research shows us, is the, the last great recession we had, the economic meltdown. Women got it. They need mm. to know. But here's the thing. We know we need to, but we aren't doing enough to protect ourselves financially. We, we've, got, we've gotten to be very good bargain hunters and, and budgeters and bill payers. But in terms of creating wealth, in terms of protecting ourselves, our future financially, we just are falling down. They, women, here's the, here's the irony of it all. The latest study showed 82% of women do not invest because they don't, they don't have the confidence. And yet, here's the irony, once a woman gets into the market, once she starts investing, women make better investors than men. So it's like our lack of confidence is really working in our favor. It's just getting women over the hump to go from managing their daily finances to managing their long-term wealth. Mm. Wow, I, I 
That is so crucial. And, you know, I'm 35 years old and, uh, you know, I know many in my generation and, and the youngers uh, than I are really uh, have struggled with college debt and really feel like this overwhelming burden and, and challenge, like what jobs are out there um, that, that will pay off this level of debt. And so I'm curious if you have anything to say as encouragement or wisdom for the younger generations coming up? What, what do you want me to, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not sure what the question is. What do you want me to? Well, let's see. Well, um, maybe we could speak a little bit to, um, to the feminine empowerment and, and kind of the, the possibilities okay. of being an entrepreneur. Okay. So let me just put it like this. I realized, 25 years ago, when I was interviewing women for my first book, and it has been proven and proven and proven, women's, women's issues with money, women's difficulties with money have nothing to do with money, very little to do with money. It is our fear of or ambivalence about power. Mm. And I think that I always say, what I'm writing about, what I'm talking about, it's not about money. It is about power because we women are scared of our power. And what, in order to step up to the plate, in order to become good stewards of our money, in order to not just be good stewards but actually use our money in, in really in, – because for social change, we have to fully step into our power. And my definition of a powerful woman is someone who knows who she is, who knows what she wants, and expresses that in the world unapologetically. I think we women are so afraid of making waves that we water ourselves down. And we can't do this anymore. We cannot do this. The world needs more empowered women alongside enlightened men so we can really make a difference in this world. Hmm. So, yeah, so it's time. So what that means is it's not about the money. It's who you have to become to create wealth. It's Hmm. you have to become the final authority in your lives. You have to uh, understand that that, that what you want and what you feel is important because we're women. We are such pleasers. We are such caretakers. And I think that we devalue ourselves and we give away our skills and our knowledge for free or bargain prices because we don't believe we're worth more. That whole self-image, that whole self-concept needs to change. Mm. Yeah. Okay, you just got me on a soapbox there, so I kind of went off. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Love it. And it it really, I I feel like, connects to... um, you know, I, I'd love to hear your definition of sacred success, which is the part of the title of your um, most recent book, and, and how do we redefine success as women? So here, let me tell you the story of that book. So after I wrote Overcoming Under Earning, and I was doing really great. I was making six figures, low six figures, but I was making six figures, and I was really happy. But then one night I woke up, and I thought, I know what I want. I have a new goal, suddenly. I have this great goal. I want to make millions, help millions, and give millions. Mm. And I thought, I know exactly how I'm going to do that. I'm going to interview women who make millions. And I had no trouble finding them. And I had these wonderful interviews, interviewing women. Three years later, there was no, I was nowhere close to making millions, 
what I thought was going to be my next book was nowhere, nowhere close to being a book. And, and I, I felt burnt out. And I remember talking to a coach, and she said, Barbara, you're too into doing. You need time for just being. So I took all those transcripts of my interviews with, with these women who made millions, seven, seven and eight figures, and I took them with me, and I went on a four-day retreat. And I, I just felt there was something in there I had missed. And as I reread those transcripts, of the, reread those interviews, I saw what I had missed. I had been so dazzled by these women's outrageous earnings and, and of course, my desire to do the same. It, it's what I missed was how they were doing it. They were playing a very different game than the world models, the world meaning men. They were achieving success very differently. They were playing this game that I called sacred success. And sacred success means pursuing your soul's purpose for your own bliss and the benefit of others while being richly rewarded. Mm. And so let me go a little deeper into that. There are three levels of financial development. There's survival, stability, and affluence. Survival is not enough. Stability is enough. And affluence is more than enough. And I thought going from, from survival to stability, which is what overcoming under earning is all about, it's, I thought it would be the same process to go from stability to affluence. Well, it's not. It is not. In order to go from survival to stability, you must have a profit motive. Profit is good. Money is good. You love money. You want money. To go from ability to affluence, you must give up profit as your primary goal. It is still a desired outcome. You still want to make money. But going from stability to affluence, the primary goal is greatness. And mm. I define greatness by paraphrasing a quote by Fred Buchner. And the quote is, is greatness is when your deep gladness Doing what you're on this planet to do meets the world's deep hunger. And that is what motivates women. Once a woman reaches financial stability, she's no longer motivated by money. Now, most women aren't. But yeah, they, they'd like to make more money. But what motivates us women is the opportunity to help others. And so what I found, these women who were making millions were doing so with the mindset that, yeah, I want to profit. But more important, I want to help others, and I want to be well compensated because I know I'm worth it. Mm. <sighs> Just inviting listeners to let that sink in. There is so much um, wisdom in what you just shared there, and and uh, and the power of us to redefine what success is beyond and including financial success is just um, so crucial, I find. Um, wow. So we can have financial success as much as we want. We can help others as much as we need. But we have to change our, our mindset. 
we have to change our mindset from someone who devalues themselves, so from someone who's afraid to speak up, from someone who gives their power, someone who owns their value, who hmm. is willing to speak up, who is willing to say yes to what they want and no to what they don't. Hmm. Yes. So I'd love to hear more for people who are struggling, um, you know, feeling the scarcity mindset where there's never enough. Maybe they feel like I'm never enough. I'm never good enough. I'll never have enough. And and this endless hunger of of more. Um, I would love to hear about any advice uh, you have about shifting the mindset. Well, what I found is I've cre- I'm creating this whole new body of work that I call Rewire. And what I've done is I realize shifting the mindset is the crucial factor, and it's the hardest to do. And I realize that it's because we can't just work with the mind. We must work with the brain. And so i been studying neuroscience. So my new body of work puts together psychology, spirituality, neuroscience, and personal finance Mm. so that it explains how you can more effortlessly and efficiently create the wealth that you so desire and so deserve. And the thing is, is our brain has been wired since we were young. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And if you grew up in a family that had a poverty mentality, as you were just said, or if you grew up in scarcity, or if you grew up in fear around money, or if you grew up in fighting around money, your brain is wired. Those neural pathways are wired deep. And it's one thing to change your mindset oh, money's wonderful. But if you don't work on rewiring, consciously rewiring those pathways, it's going to be an uphill battle. It's going to be an uphill battle because what flows through your mind goes to your brain. But then there is a specific process for rewiring the brain so you don't just keep repeating because what happens is your brain will not see anything that is not programmed and wired to see. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that made sense, but I hope it did. Oh, sure did. I I am so glad to hear about that evolution of your work. I feel like that really is, uh, you know, a way that we can, as you say, literally rewire our programming. And, of course, the mainstream um, culture of control that has, you know, uh, created uh, us primarily as consumers. It has this programming of not enough to keep us consuming more. And so it really is a revolutionary act to uh, rewire our own stories and then engage in the world in a whole different way. Do you have any examples or stories about people who go through this process? What, What kind of results do they see? Instead of giving you stories about the results they see, because they'll always be good results, let me suggest some steps you can take Mm. to start applying these principles so you can actually see results. Great. And, and in fact, I'd love to do a little exercise. Okay, because so 
much of the way we are wired, the way we are programmed, comes from our childhood, is totally unconscious, and is completely irrational. Mm-hmm. So let's do this little, I wasn't planning to do this, but it just popped up and I thought it would be fun. So mm-hmm. what I'd like you to do, and everyone listening, is close your eyes. And I want you to go back to when you were young, very young, as young as you can go back to, three, four, five years old. And what I want you to do is capture your first memory of money. Your first memory of money. So let me give you a little bit of time to do that. And if you have a hard time thinking of it, don't worry, you can always do this later. But capture that first memory. And then I want you to go through it, and I want you to freeze frame it like it's a photo. Do you have something, Crystal? I do, yeah. Okay. So you want to tell me what it is? Sure. Um, I think I was about six or seven, and we were having school photos. And uh, and that morning of the school photos, my dad found out that there wasn't enough money in our checking account to get the final um, the individual photos done. And so, uh, you know, he was like so upset with my mom that she spent too much money and now we couldn't do this. And then I was all ashamed at school because I wasn't able to sit in the individual portrait as usual. So in that moment, in that moment, you made a decision. You made a decision about yourself and money. Can you guess what it is? Hmm. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to give you my story, and maybe this Great. will help. And it'll help the others listening. So my earliest memory, I was on this little step stool brushing my teeth. So I think I was about four years old, maybe three. I'm brushing my teeth, and my mom's standing next to me. And I turn around, and I ask my mom how much money she has. And my mother gives me this look. She doesn't say a word. She gives me this look. And I knew immediately, you do not talk about money. Don't ever Mm -hmm. ask anyone about money. So my decision was never talk about money. So Mm -hmm. when I'm married to this gambler who's going gambling away my money, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't talk to my therapist about it, didn't tell my parents. And I didn't understand why. I just knew you do not talk about money. And when I finally understood that, I could go about, because until I understood that, I would have never asked for help. Mm. So, so much of our behavior with money is based on unconscious decisions we made really early. So do you, do you want to venture a guess? Yeah, um, well, I just felt ashamed, like we didn't have enough and I didn't want anyone to know. So here's my thought, that perhaps the belief you have about money, the decision you made, there's never enough, and it's mm-hmm. very shameful. Mm-hmm. So that's going to affect your relationship with money. But once you find out, then you can work on healing it. Once you find out, then you can work on healing it by getting help, by doing affirmations, by telling a different story. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. Uh 
So that's the advice I would give the people with the work I do as a financial wealth coach is that I look at what what someone wants to achieve and then look back at what is keeping them from achieving them. The whole point, the whole point, the whole point I see is to get women past their resistance. And resistance is there for a reason. Resistance says, no, don't go there. It's not safe. Because we decided very early what's safe and what's not. So understanding these early decisions, understanding these beliefs, once we understand them, we can start changing them. And, 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 and this is the important missing step, start rewiring our brain by not repeating the same beliefs, by speaking in new ways. Mm. Does that make sense? I love that. I am so glad you uh, you shared that practice and and that experience. And I really encourage people to uh, to take some time and and really dive into that and and maybe do journaling about it or talk to a a loved one or partner. And uh, it's yeah, it's amazing. When I've done my own money history and looked through it and then discussed it with my husband, we learned things about each other that we never had in the last ten years together. It was like. So much uh, came forth that really affected See, what, us. Yes, whatever's going on with money is going on in other areas of your life too. Mm-hmm. So when you start tackling money, when you start addressing those issues, it's going to affect other areas of your life, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is good. Mm. I really which is disruptive. <laughs> right, right, the disruptive the transformational process of, of dying to what we were and thought who we were and, uh, and allowing the new butterfly to, to emerge um, can be scary for people. It is scary. It's very scary. Um, in my, what I have learned from my research, from interviewing thousands and thousands of women and working with thousands of women personally, is the number one requirement to go to the next level in money or anything is to be willing to be uncomfortable, to be willing to do what you're scared to do or don't think you can do. My kids, my kids, my kids are in their 30s and 40s now. So they're, they're at the age of your listeners. So they always call me. They always call me when they feel stuck or confused or don't know what to do. And they always say, Mom, I don't know what to do. And I always say, and they know what I'm going to say. I always say, well, what are you most afraid to do? And then they'll tell mm-hmm. me. And I said, that's what you've got to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I apply the same thing to my life because success in anything is always, whether it's making more money or, or losing more weight, it always lies just outside your comfort zone. That is where the treasure lies. So every mm-hmm. time now when I get scared, and I scare myself all the time, when I get scared, I go, okay, I go do a little panic, and I go, oh, good. This means I'm going to the next level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I sense that you are inviting people to be alchemists to really transform the the you know lead into gold, right? Yeah, I think the transformation is going from a dependent child to a responsible adult. Mm. I think because that's what financial responsibility, financial success, and financial savvy forces us to do to go from being childlike to be dependent to being 
our own force to be reckoned with, to being an independent, powerful woman. Mm. Oh, I love, I just love your perspective, Barbara. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Crystal. Yeah, you're just like, it's always fun to talk to someone who loves my perspective. Um, we're gonna take a short minute break here and then when we come back i'd love to hear like a few specific things that women could do to get more smart and and savvy and mature with their money so we'll be back in just a moment do you get choked up and flush talking about money don't let fear and shame stop you from sharing your value Speak up, sister. Find out how to boost your financial communication skills at www.findyourmoneyvoice.com. Perhaps you're like Gwen, a budding creative entrepreneur who wants to provide for her family, but she has a tough time expressing her needs. She chronically undercharges and lays awake at night with money stress. With Crystal's Find Your Money Voice training, She found renewed confidence speaking her self-worth. Transform beliefs, behaviors, and skills with money. With greater clarity and focus, Gwen more confidently negotiated solid agreements and increased her business earnings with the trainings found at findyourmoneyvoice.com. Welcome back. We are here with Barbara Stanny, money consciousness pioneer who is bringing such um, an inspiring, uh, insightful uh, voice into the often shadowy realms of of money. And because she's talked to thousands of women and and worked with thousands uh, professionally with their money, uh, she really has insight into how to most uh, effectively create positive transformation and greater wealth and satisfaction by, you know, helping people redefine um, their sense of success and, and, uh, and become more empowered. And, and like she said, it's uh, often not about the money. It's really about these other underlying dynamics and uh, self-doubt and fear of being seen and, and these things that uh, many women struggle with in in stepping into their power, both financially and in their lives and finding their voices. And so I'd love to hear, you know, what, what, say what three things could women do uh, to get more smart and mature and savvy with their money? So I'll tell you what I did. And I still do to this day. So I had this financial crisis. I didn't understand money. I, it, didn't, it was like someone was speaking Swahili to me. It just, my eyes would glaze over. My brain would fog up. And so I did three things. And you do these three things because what I realized, getting fin- smart or smarter about money because it never ends, it's a matter of small steps consistently taken. So Every day, you do these three steps, and I promise you, in four months or less, you will be astounded at the change. So every day, read something about money, even if it's just for one minute, one and a half minutes. That's all. Even if it's just perusing the headlines of the business section. 
even if it's just when you're standing in line at the grocery store, you pick up Money Magazine instead of People, and you just leaf through it. Before you go to bed, you get a financial book, uh, and, and you read one, one paragraph. That's it. It's a small step because so much of getting smart or smarter is just familiarizing yourself with the jargon, with the current trends. So every day, read something very briefly about money. Step two, every week, have a conversation about money, preferably with someone that knows more than you. I think as women, we don't talk about money. Oh, we'll moan and groan about it. But when's the last time you sat down with a friend or a colleague or a family member and said, how did you get smart about money? Mm-hmm. What, what did you read? What did you do? What are some of the mistakes you've made? Uh, how did you learn to invest? So every day read, every week talk, and every month save. Automatically have money transferred from your checking account or your payroll check into a savings account. You do it automatically. And you, the idea of a savings account is to build up an emergency savings, say six months of savings. And then after you have your emergency account and some extra savings, you, you, uh, you start investing. And you can do it monthly, small amounts monthly. So mm-hmm. every day read, every week talk, and every month save automatically. Those are my three steps. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. It, it is amazing how much the, the shame and the lack of confidence keep people from even having basic, uh, you know, conversations about money or reaching out to professionals to get advice. And it's just uh, really a big uh, block. You know, it's so, it was so interesting when my book, Secrets of Six-Figure Women, first came out. I spoke at an alumni group of Harvard MBAs, alumni. So these were all very successful, savvy women. And most of them were entrepreneurs in business and very successful. And the thing we talked about in the Q&A afterwards was how scared they were to go to a financial advisor or a financial professional, how ashamed they were that here they, who many of them were in the financial industry, but their own money, they would say, was a mess. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, what the financial industry doesn't talk about, which most financial books don't talk about, is that especially for women, money is very emotional. And unless you deal with that emotional part, to me, financial success is a three-pronged process. It is the outer work, the inner work, and the higher work of wealth. And the outer work is the practical stuff, knowing the difference between a stock and a bond, negotiating for a higher 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 salary, all that. The inner work is the psychological, emotional part, looking at your attitudes, beliefs, and decisions you made about yourself and money. And then the higher work is, I believe we are all on this planet for a purpose. And you cannot possibly pursue your purpose and play full out if you're struggling to make ends meet. So I think there is a spiritual factor to this whole thing. Is What are you here to do, and how can you play full out and because as uh, Michael Beckwith uh, he was in the secret and Reverend Michael Beckwith says how can you be the light of the world if you can't pay your light bill (laughs) love it Hmm. 
And we are each here to be the light of the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't want money issues and money problems to stop anyone from shining their light at full wattage. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're amazing, Barbara. <laughs> oh, Crystal. Thank you. Oh. Hmm. I'm I'm just feeling like opening uh it's oh, to see what else you feel most uh like sharing right now with our audience. Well, what do you want to hear, Crystal? I I have written six books. I have a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> I'm writing another one. So, um what what okay, let me ask you something. What personally cuz this is what you do. What personally would you like to know more about? Hmm. Hmm. Let, let, let's let's be a little vulnerable here. Me too. I will mm-hmm. be too. What would you personally like to know more about? Hmm. I am. Hmm. Okay, where where are your hurdles and obstacles in your business or in your life? Yeah. Oh, let's see. I. You, you shouldn't have opened it up to me. Because I'll go right <laughs> to the personal. <laughs> right. This is yeah, a rescue That's where the juice is. <laughs> um, you know, let's see. I. It's a question of of how to lead with vulnerability as I step into doing more live workshops and partnering um, with with other facilitators and and really. Um, you know, claiming my value and, and my contribution and really feeling more and more comfortable um, with, with really um, stepping up to provide more for my family as, as, you know, still having two young children and, and kind of coming out of that phase of, of being a full-time um, mom. And, uh, yeah, so just really kind of um, getting greater confidence in, in my worth. Well, you know, one of the things that was really helpful for me is when I was interviewing six-figure women, I expected them to be confident. And they were. They were like uber confident. Mm. But as we get deeper and deeper into the interviews, I heard how every one of them struggled to that day with fear, with self-doubt, with how many of them felt like a fraud and were afraid people would find out. I thought, oh, my God, that's exactly the way I feel. But Mm -hmm. the difference between them and me is they felt the fear. They felt the self-doubt. They felt like a fraud, but they didn't let it stop them. And what I learned from these women is that confidence comes when you face your fear. There's a saying, confidence is a memory of success. And what these women all were telling me is they, I, you know, I'd say, how did you get this confidence? And they'd say, I wasn't born with the confidence, gene, but it was by going, getting my master's and having to do statistics. And I hate numbers, but I passed the class and that just gave me so much confidence. It's always by doing the thing you're most afraid to do that you build confidence. Mm. And so it sounds like you're doing it. I am. 
am. I am. It's, uh, yeah, it's been kind of that three-pronged approach you talked about. I think that's really effective and, and accurate. And what I've found in my own transition from, from being, you know, solely mother to, to being professional again and really attracting the, the people who, um, yeah, can benefit from this and, and the right synergy of different partnerships. Well, let me tell you, no one learns more than the teacher. And I always say to everyone who comes to my classes, I always say, I, I'm teaching this because I want to learn it. And as soon as I got it down, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here. So I've been doing it for 20 years, and I still haven't gotten it all down. Hmm. So I, I, the next uh, workshop I'm teaching in a couple of weeks is about the power of asset-based approaches and how people can really use this in their um, individual lives and assessing their own skills. And what does that mean? Use. Does that mean it's investing that, in assets? No, it's basically putting mm. the good and what's already working first. And mm. so in, in our communication, in the way our messaging, in the way that we um, build our teams and really give an assessment of what assets are already in our families and communities instead of jumping into the problems first. Um, mm. And so I'm, I'm really excited to offer that and, and also to create community networking events where people can share their offers and needs because I feel mm. like we need what I call a more intimate economy. Um, my degree was in international economics. And so I'm very much also a systems thinker and see some of the challenges that, that come up because of the way our economy is designed and how so much of the youth has angst and anger against, you know, kind of the, the system. And, and so, yeah, anything to say about all of that? Well, you know, I started years ago. On the first Monday of every month, I have a free call. And you can go to my website, barbarastanny.com. You sign up, and you'll get an invitation to it. And the first Monday of every month, we talk about money. It's, a, it's women talking about money in a very different way than men talk about money. We go really deep. So I invite all of you. It's what you said. It's, it's having this community, having the conversation. And we also, I also have a Facebook page, a private Facebook page, Money Monday. And there's almost, I think there's over 3,000 now. And all we do is talk about money on the page. It's a really robust group. So I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, Crystal. The more we can, as a community of women, talk about money as women, the bolder and more confident we will each become and the more informed. Mm. Yes. Yes. It's so true. So true. Um, and, you know, p part of my work is also redefining wealth. I've created a true wealth template, which has four areas, um, which one is financial, but then there's also inner wealth, relational and environmental wealth. And I've found that helping, having people assess all of their assets and liabilities in those four areas um, really helps, you know, take the pressure off the financial piece. I feel like people are so frozen and scared to act um, about their money situation because their whole self-identity is wrapped up in their bank account and um, just... Uh, 
uh, am curious what, what you have to say about the power of redefining wealth to be a more holistic perspective. Well, honestly, I think you've really got a point there. But for me, I'm really interested. I'm really focused on the finances. Mm-hmm. And because I have... I'm really focused because women tend to shy away and are scared of money. And I think that is how they give their power away. Mm-hmm. So to me, I define wealth as having more than enough. Mm-hmm. And what is more than enough to you is going to be more than, is, is going to be different for me. And it's going to be different from the person sitting next to me. Everybody has their own definition. There's no one definition, but I really want to help women have more than enough, not only for their own financial security, but because it's what they can do with their money. It's what they can do with their money to help others, to make a difference in this world. And I really believe when enough women, when we have the resources, we will have the vision, the values, and the sensitivity to heal this planet, to change this world. So while the conversation and the focus is on money, it incorporates everything. Mm. I am, my conversations are very focused on creating wealth mm. as, as defined by having more than enough money. Mm-hmm. And not everyone wants more than enough. I, I, it's fine. But the people that come to me, I, I'm for the woman who wants more, mm. who wants more happiness, more joy, more choices, more freedom, uh, more impact. Mm. That's my tribe. Yeah. Let's, I'd love to hear some more about like your financial legacy and what you, as a mother with grown children, and um, just what, what is the financial legacy and impact that you want to leave on this world? Well, what I'd like to leave is that by the time I'm gone, not one woman needs a financial coach. Or a wealth coach. Not one woman needs it. Mm. That we have all gotten past our resistance and have become very good stewards of our money. That would be the legacy I'd like to leave. But even more important, I would like to see women really stepping up to the plate, stepping up to their power and into leadership in their homes, in their workplaces, in their communities, in partnership, in partnership with enlightened men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my children are all grown, and it was very, it was very important for me that they. And you said this, Crystal. You said this, that your children, that my children, have a role model of a woman who is taking charge of her money. Who, mm-hmm. because when you take charge of your money, you're taking charge of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's my the role model I want mm-hmm. to be. Yes. I I just sense that your approach has such a nice balance between the feminine and masculine, those really linear, logical, practical steps, as well as the more emotional, right. deep, visionary. Um, and that's why I, I imagine that part of the reason you're so effective. Um, I'd like to think so. And I'd like to think that men and women, we both have something to bring to the feet to the table. It's like we have two feet. That's how we walk, go forward. Men and women are two feet of the same body yeah. of the, the, 
the of the human population. And if we can join together, and and both of us have strengths, uh, that's what I'd love. But first, my 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 focus is getting empowering women. That is, this is not about money for me. It is not about money. It is about power, hundred percent. And I really believe that problems with money are never about money. They're only symptomatic of something deeper. And that's where I want to get. And once I can get to the symptom of what's really under there, what's really going on, then their life opens up. Mm. That's what happened for me. It wasn't until I remember, so I'm going to all these classes. So here I am. I'm in my early 40s. And I don't know squat about money. And I've got these three children. I'm terrified. I try to learn. I, I, I can't get it. I just can't get it. So I go to a therapist, and I say to the therapist, oh, Daniel, I really want to get smart about money. I really do. I really want to get smart. It's just I can't. And so he moves into another chair, and he says, Barbara, I want you to talk to me like I'm no longer your therapist, but I'm a voice in your head. Tell me what you just said, and I'll respond to you as you. So I look at him in this other chair, and I said, oh, I really want to get smart. I really do. I really want to understand money. And he goes, no, you don't. And it was like someone took the air out of my balloon. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I couldn't argue. And what I realized, there was a part of me that did not want to get smart about money, that did not want to get responsible, to be responsible. And we took the next few months to really get to know that part. And to get to know what I was so scared of. And once I realized I was scared my parents would be mad at me, I was scared I'd screw up and lose everything, which I already had, but I was scared I'd lose even more. And and I was scared, most of all, that a man wouldn't love me if I was successful and financially savvy. And it was only as I uncovered those and burst those myths that I was able to move forward. Mm. Wow, I I just really can see how this is also happening in the bigger collective of humanity and how we choose to engage with one another and create and synchronize through the marketplace and to really bring that sacredness back into our exchanges, back into our sharing our purpose and our gifts with one another and being able to openly express our needs and really feel security that uh, a security that is, is beyond the the number in your bank account. And uh, yeah. Yep. What, yeah. What would you like to share in the last uh, minute or so here to, to close? That I think the biggest risk we take as women is not that the market's going to go up and down. It's that we will outlive our money. That our money will not go as fast, grow as fast as inflation and taxes take it away. Mm-hmm. So I just would like to tell every woman, understanding how to create wealth, understanding that part of our money needs to be in assets that grow faster than inflation and taxes can take away is so much simpler than you think. And it doesn't take a lot of time to create wealth, and you don't need a lot of money to create wealth. Hmm. Wow. Um, 
So if people are interested uh, in Barbara's work, you can sign up at her website, barbarastani.com, which we'll have linked uh, below. And uh, just, uh, you know, join one of these Monday um, calls about money and the Facebook group. And is there anything else coming up um, in the new year that um, people can uh, experience your work? No, I'm I'm going to take a I'm taking a partial sabbatical mm-hmm. on 2018. I'm gonna I'm I'm doing coaching, and that's all I'm doing. I'm not doing any classes because I'm really going to work on my next book. Mm, nice. Oh well, I'm just letting all of this uh, really sink in. I feel so inspired, enlivened, and just uh, grateful for your presence and the um, way that you have pioneered greater consciousness with women around their money and uh, how this has rippled out to affect so many people and just appreciate you uh, taking this time with us here today and sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much, Barbara. Thank you, Crystal. All right. That is all for now. Goodbye. for listening. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to subscribe to the show and rate and review our podcast at iTunes. Be sure to visit www.moneymorphosis.com. That's money-m-o-r-p-h-o-s-i-s.com to join the growing community of empowered women who are dedicated to creating the true wealth they deserve.